What's up, peeps? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Remember to check out YouTube. I got a couple new videos up on there. I'm going to put this one up on here tonight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, the AEW Insider. Twitter, the AEW Insider 1. This is the AEW Insider, so let's get to some AEW news. Well, AEW and an AEW star file for a trademark. It is for the title of The Bad Boy. Joey Janela has used it for eons now, but the last few weeks, and especially at Starcade, WWE has used it a lot when they're talking about Rusev. Janela and AEW are trying to put a stop to all that. Well, a champion revealed on his podcast that there were different members for the inner circle brought up before the official group was formed. He was doing an interview with Sammy Guevara on his podcast, and this is what La Champion had to say. One of the ideas originally was the Lucha Brothers, and I thought they were too much like superheroes. I want the killers, and Santana and Ortiz were perfect. I suggested MJF, but it was like we should keep him on his own. And then your name was brought up, which was Sammy Guevara. He said, great, perfect. Now we need a big guy. They wanted to use a boxer that they just signed from the UK. And I said, nah, he's not big enough. I said, Hager's the guy. So we got him. And the whole thing just went from there. I told you peeps that John Moxley was not going to be done with New Japan. If you follow New Japan, you know their version of WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, is coming up next month in January. And Mox has issued a challenge to their Intercontinental Champion, Lance Archer. John Moxley held New Japan's Intercontinental title, but he couldn't get to Japan to defend it because of a legit typhoon. And New Japan stripped him of his belt. Archer won the belt after that. He wants it back, and Archer has it. It will be a hell of a match. Both those dudes are beasts. Moxley showed up at a New Japan Tag Team pay-per-view, and he gave his finisher the paradigm shift to Archer and Suzuki. Personally, I wouldn't have fucked with Suzuki. I think it was a bad move by Mox, but he doesn't give two fucks. Cody Rhodes did an interview with a morning show in Dallas. They asked him what he thought about some of the weekly unknown talent or who he thinks the best performer is, what have you. He said, I would say everyone who you see weekly because it's like a list, basically a short list of people like Luchasaurus, Chris Statlander, Sheeta, Rio, Nyla, people like Jungle Boy, even people like MJF. I mean, you can look at their faces and see the youth in their faces. It's very easy to kind of see it in their performance that there is something incredibly special and they're going to grow up in front of you. And I would be remiss if I did not mention who I think is the best wrestler that you don't know about. And that being Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix is something very, very special, and I'm glad we have him. I have to agree. If you just know Ray Phoenix, Phoenix from AEW and their pay-per-views, blah, 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 you don't know him. You just know him as a tag team. Over in AAA wrestling and a lot of Mexican or uh, Spanish promotions, he's a fucking single star, a world champion and everything. So keep your eye out for Phoenix. He is amazing. 
Good old JR was praising CM Punk on his latest podcast. He told the story about how The Undertaker thought Punk was disrespectful to him when Undertaker took it upon himself to tell Punk how he felt about his ring gear that he was wearing to the ring as WWE champion. But after Undertaker and Mysterio both worked with Punk in the ring, they never had a problem with him again. Uh, JR also even revealed how the office, a.k.a. the higher-ups, never supported Punk. JR said that Punk wasn't an ass-kisser, and that was so contrary to the normal behavior of a top guy in any wrestling territory that I've ever been in, any of them. He was just a different breed of cat, and folks did not know how to deal with them. Simple as that. WWE News. Luke Harper and Sin Cara have finally been given their release by the WWE. Both have been very unhappy and wanted to be released for a while. Luke's going to go back to the independent circuit and or AEW and be a huge fucking star. And they do need a couple big guys in AEW. As I reported a couple weeks back, he went back to using his old independent name. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're not happy, it isn't worth it. So best of luck to you too in your future endeavors, peeps. Well, NXT UK champion Walter's NXT UK title and passport were stolen. He was at an Evolve event in Chicago. Somebody smashed his car window of his rental and took off with the goods. Funniest part is, is that Jericho's website reported it also, and their headline was, who loses their title when we all know that Le Champion lost his title, a.k.a. It was stolen, not even a week, I believe, after he won it. Video dropped of Nia Jax at the WWE Performance Center training for her return. After I seen her attitude and how she treat people on Total Diva and other shows, I'm not a fan. To me, she could have stayed gone. Her, the Usos, what have you, it must be great to be cousins with The Rock, huh, peeps? Well, ACH, a.k.a. Jordan Miles, quit WWE and went back to the independent circuit. He went crazy on Twitter again, and he quit wrestling altogether. Um, he either did one match with MLW, or he was supposed to. He It's done now after that, and he, he quit all his bookings. He canceled them, and he quit. He went online, and he said, I hate pro wrestling. I hate you shitty fans that think you know it all. More importantly, I hate the snakes in the industry. None of y'all would never say anything about me to me. All of y'all can go screw yourselves. I'm canceling my shows and I'm quitting wrestling. Well, half of ex-WWE tag champ Crime Time, his name is Shad, he got sick of seeing him bitch online and tweeted back to ACH. Shad said, on that note, shut the fuck up. If all you could do is badmouth and talk down to people and the business after people have gone out of their way to try and understand and help you, then fuck off. Talent gets you so far in life, but it's obvious your character is one of an attention-seeking ass who wants sympathy while burning others. Grow up and understand that the world doesn't revolve around you. The business as well as life doesn't cater to one individual. So either suck it up or do something or shut the fuck up. Because this bipolar crying shit is getting old. That's amazing. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right, peace. We got to pay some bills. We get back. We got some good, good WWE stories. I got ML, MLW news, Impact Wrestling news, UFC news, what have you. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps. Welcome back. Let's finish up this show.
On their new podcast, The New Day talked about being told their gimmick would be playing preachers, which I always wondered about. Because if you literally go on YouTube and watch the first three vignettes that New Day put out, they were dressed like preachers, acting like preachers, and they had a full-blown choir behind them. This is what they had to say about it. Xavier Wood said, finally, week after week after week after getting in here and doing this, the office told us, sit, wait. We're going to get back to you in a few weeks and we'll have something. Okay, cool. So a few weeks pass, we get called back in the office and they say, okay, we got it. You guys are going to be preachers. And I was like, oh. Because when we first came into the meeting, we said, hey, there's three archetypes in wrestling for black wrestlers. You're either the big, strong black guy, which was E. You're the foreign black guy, which at the time was Kofi. Or you're the dancing black guy, which was me. And those were the three characters that black guys and girls have. And we want to make sure that we are none of those. Because we want to make something new and make sure the kids understand that you could be whatever you want, regardless of shape, color, race, gender, whatever. And then we were told, you guys will be preachers. And we were like, well, that kind of, uh, Kofi Kingston on pretending he liked the idea. And that was the point where we'd been traveling together for like, you know, every weekend, talking on text or whatever. Five months straight, you know, really had our connections. So we were just sitting there smiling and nodding at Vince, but we can all hear each other in our heads like, no, this is never going to work. What are we doing? Preachers? No. We're just smiling and not nodding like, yep, we'll take the opportunity, Vince, like the biggest contrast in what was happening. Also, they revealed the storyline they had in mind for Kofi Kingston. It took place after he lost his belt to Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. The plan for Kofi was to be the weak link in a new day. He'd lose matches. He'd do a lot of stuff to make you realize he's actually not okay. We're not talking about a heel turn or anything like that. He'd still be Kofi. He'd just be angry and out for revenge. And if you notice, like the first three weeks after he lost the belt, when they were doing promos and interviews, that's how he was acting. He wasn't really into it. He was acting like his head was somewhere else, looking away, yada, yada. Well, WWE will be airing some older Impact Wrestling footage on their network. It's for an upcoming Table of Three episode that features Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, and Sting. So, you know, Impact was brought up, and they said you could expect to see footage from some of their highlights from their early NWA TNA weekly pay-per-views, TNA Unbreakable, and content from select episodes of Impact. That does include a brief look at a memorable segment featuring Sting during his Joker era, Eric Bischoff, and a bird. Of course, at the end of the episode, it features a promo for Impact Plus, which is very cool. Batista will be starring on an upcoming episode of Running Wild with Bear Grylls. There are talks of giving King Corbin a manager. Hmm. And on SmackDown, they they did debut ex-NFT female referee Jessica Carr. Trying to be like AEW a little bit, huh? WWE? 
And I reported last show that Steven Seagal and Kelly LeBrock's daughter, Arissa, is training and trying out for the WWE. It's got about 17 people in the current class, and there's some pretty good indie names in there. Another person in there is Zach, who is JWoww's boyfriend and has appeared on Jersey Shore. And the biggest surprise to me, because I didn't know they were gone. I haven't watched in a while either, I can't lie. But Dalton's Castle's sidekicks, a.k.a. The Boys, are at the WWE. We performance center trying out for a job also. MLW, Major League Wrestling. Well, we know ACH either had one match there or was gonna and then he quit wrestling, yada yada. But Teddy Hart and MLW have come to terms on his release from the company, which tells me he is WWE bound again, which he should be. He should have been in WWE for years. He was there years ago, but he was out of control. What they call going into business for yourself, doing what you want to do and not what the people in the back say. That's what he was doing. Plus, when he was younger, he was wild. So they fired him. Like I reported, he was backstage at a WWE event a few weeks ago, and I don't think it's a coincidence, peeps. He will be back. MMA. Well, last night, ex-WWE champion Alberto Del Rio fought El, or El Patron fought Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz is the ex-USC champion and legend, and he made short work of Del Rio. It was in Tito's world, and, you know, you could definitely tell. The Rio was out of his element. UFC. Well, Alistair Overeem last night suffered a loss. It was against his uh, his opponent, of course. Duh, I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I won't go there. But what's way worse is that he legit got a huge piece of his lip knocked off. When he gets his knockout blow, you can see the left part of his upper lip flap all the way over to the fucking right. And if you look at the picture of it, it looks like a big piece is wrapped off. That dude literally almost knocked somebody's lip off with his bare fist. Fucking insane. And finally, Impact Wrestling has a special show coming on tonight. I don't know if this will be out in time, but just so you know. It's called the Motown Showdown, and it airs free tonight, Sunday night at 7 p.m. Peep it, peeps. It's on Twitch TV. All right, peeps, that wraps it up for this episode. Check out our YouTube. Next weekend for Friday the 13th, I got the top five holiday horror movies to watch, which is very, very good. I got new wrestling videos up there, what have you. Remember, on all social media, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and all podcasting platforms with the AEW Insider, and on Twitter with the AEW Insider 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bemps, and I'll be back in a couple days. Ciao, peeps. 